Good afternoon, uh, boys and girls, and ladies and gentlemen. I think it's men and women. I don't know that that many like boys and girls and teenagers are listening to our podcast. You don't know. We're, we're worldwide. We are worldwide, but... It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. People say that, and I know I'm going off on like a sitcom stereotype, but uh, like no one knows what the cloud is. That's mm. just a word that people use. I think it means it's not here. It's somewhere else. Yeah, well, no shit. <laughs> my, my point remains... The teenagers are not listening to our sports and mm. pop culture podcast. Fair enough. I don't think we're what's hip in the 16-year-old stratosphere. So, uh, 20 seconds in, we will introduce ourselves. This is uh, Brooks and Raymer. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. That felt very forced. You made uh, me... Like, that was manufactured. Well, okay, that Just was weird. All right, this, is, this is Brooks and Raymer, uh, episode 14, I believe. Uh, so, this is our first... I keep calling it live, but I don't know... What would you call this? Shared occupancy. Shared occupancy sounds like some sort of a you know a, living situation. Yeah, it's a common law marriage, is what that. There is. we go. Yeah. Um, but so no, I'm out here in Pennsylvania visiting Brian. Uh, so we decided to do a podcast yeah. in the same room. We're doing. He's visiting exotic Wilkes-Barre. Oh yeah, Wilkes-Barre, depending on your personality type. All kinds of stuff going on here. Let me yeah. tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to introduce. Uh, we are trying out an espresso martini drink on a plastic. Wine glass that was obtained in Lisbon, I don't think Portugal. this is plastic? Oh, yeah, it's hyperplastic. Yeah, oh, no, you wow. Can't, you can't I would have thought it. it was glass. That's impressive. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. You're better than that. I, well, I don't want to squeeze it too hard. Okay. That, all right. Yeah. I see the plastic. All right. Yeah. No, yeah. we picked these bad boys up at a castle in Lisbon, Portugal, and uh, where they sell you wine in unbreakable plastic glasses. That's pretty sweet. And then you kept the glasses, obviously. Yeah. 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 As you do. As Well, it was one of like the four things I brought back from Europe, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were going to do an update. Uh, I took my lovely girlfriend on a two-week trip to uh, Lisbon, Portugal, and then also to Spain. So we went to Madrid, Barcelona, and the lovely island of Mallorca, and I recommend it to anyone is, who... Is that Spanish or Portuguese, Mallorca? Or, or Mallorca, none of the above? It is an island in the country of Spain, Okay, but they're independently run by themselves, and so I don't... It's like Hong Kong kind of... Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like... Some country that uh, can't be bothered with giving a shit about nationalities. I think that the, the pastime is uh, sunbathing and uh, <laughs> drinking. So I, I don't think they're overly worked up about which nationality they're aligned Purely to. tourists, kind of? Yeah. yeah. So uh, in case you haven't been following Brian's uh, lovely girlfriend on, on social media, she was posting a lot of photos... Um, and I've been informed that they were they, they felt that they couldn't post the photos of their baller penthouse that they stayed in. But uh, I've been told they stayed in a baller penthouse. Yeah. Explain to it. Uh, oh, explain. Uh, it was a baller penthouse move. Um, <laughs> you upgraded, right? You, yeah, you like- that was a fun moment. Uh, so we had the, the one room scheduled and then we we're sitting there at the check-in and they bring you fruit and they bring you champagne. And then I said, do you have an upgrade? And she says, yeah, for X more. And I said, yep, that's, uh, yes, where do I sign for that? Is there like a conversion rate where it was actually only like $20 American? No, or no, no, no. It, it was, was actually like, expensive. Uh, per, we were only there for four nights. So like if you went for a week, it'd be rather significant. But for the upgrade, it was like 180 a night more. Mm, yeah. Uh, so like a whole nother room, basically. Yeah. And yeah. a hot tub on like the top floor, like outside that's covered with, the, it was baller that's status. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm bragging right now to the internet, and um, Brian's living large right now. Yeah, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I don't. I if you guys want to send some hate, fair enough. But you know, just join Team Brian. Be mm. happy for us. We had a baller penthouse. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. We we took a last year. We took that trip to to France, and we stayed in a 
uh, Airbnb, and it was nice, but it was not baller by any means. Well, you see, know? we stayed in three other Airbnbs, and I think we saved. We only spent like a hundred a night on those yeah. things, and uh, so I, what I'm saying is we. We scrimped for like 11 nights, and then for the four nights in the resort, we, gotcha. we laid it down. I don't really have any significant life updates. Uh, uh, you know, my uh, my sister's had a baby, I guess. That's the biggest one. So I'm, I'm an uncle now to a lovely girl. Her name is Reese. Um, you know, when you listen back to these, Reese, when you're, you know, 18 years old. That'll just, happen. You know, yeah. episode 14, that's your shout-out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian and I, this morning... As we've been shit talking for months now about probably golf. our entire friendship. Yeah, so yeah. we we have an ongoing golf game pretty much where we compete, and Brian likes to think that he beats me all the time, but I it, do. It doesn't actually I mean. happen that often. Well, I had a streak. I had a, I had a good streak for probably the first five years of our friendship, and then and then you got me, and you had a streak for like four years, yeah. and and for the entirety of that your streak, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is wrong? I'm a better golfer, and. And so it turns out, no, I, I, well, it's not necessarily. No, I think we're, we're actually pretty average. Yeah. We're, we're both equally average golfers is how I would. I think that's 100% true, yeah. yeah different different strengths, obviously. Yeah. But So we're playing at Brian's home course today. So Brian, again, with his baller status. Uh, it was the Brian Brooks Invitational Golf Tournament. Yeah, he belongs a, to a country club. It's a. It's a country club. It's a golf course. Yeah, so it's only, you, you know, it's a private club. I was only allowed to play there because I knew Brian otherwise. You could have played on Thursdays. Oh, one day a week they yeah, allowed plebs and peons into their yeah. establishment. So I, this golf course I hate going on Thursdays. was really hard. He, yes. <laughs> did you just hear that? He said, I hate going on <laughs> Thursdays when all of the rest of us are there. Excellent. And it's, it's just the worst class. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a it's a very difficult course. Not on so the the fairways are nice and wide, and they're rather forgiving on a bad drive. But the hill or the course is on the side of a Pennsylvania mountain, which parenthetical are not real mountains. What's parenthetical mean? Right, it's inside of a parenthesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's gotcha. It's it's a unique aside. It's a tangential. All right, stop saying it sounds smart. Uh, in any case, uh, the golf course is on the side of a mountain, and so the whole thing is sloped uh, on, it's really, on every it's hole. really hard. The greens are super fast. And, and, and they're all slanted. And they're all slanted, and it's very difficult to read. And so if you can two-putt, it's a win. They are very difficult to judge how hard to hit the ball. The worst part is, is like, you, you hit it in the fairway, so you think you're good, right? Well, you're actually going to be hitting it. Some you know some sort of an angle. Oh yeah. So you're not you know even in the fairway you're not safe. You know? at, at one point today I was watching you swing and legitimately the golf ball was at knee height for you. Yeah. 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 That was a lot of uh, it was a struggle today. But after all the shit talking that Brian did, uh, I I did I took him by two strokes. So we do need to replay the 18th hole. So first off, uh, uh, we've determined that Brian and Miranda struggle with math. Yeah. So uh, yeah. first. Brian well, I was added, doing it added the scorecard up. While we were while I was driving the golf cart, I yeah. was adding up, you know, six, five plus six is well I'm driving, so now it's twelve. You know, Thirty eight you know. plus seven and who knows these yeah. kinds of things. Like so, I think there's some amount of wiggle room and you know, concerned scientists are not entirely <laughs> dead set on that level of math. Right. The driving and the math, gotcha. Yeah. So I had Miranda double check his math. She caught one of his math errors. <laughs> and I I that's that, one out so of like... I was supposed to be up by one going into the 18th hole, 
She yeah. she rechecked it and then she was like, no, actually it's tied. Yeah. And I for was like, twenty seconds I thought I was tied. So for twenty seconds Brian just was like giddy as a mouse. No, 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 I was focused on my t-shirt. That's a lie. I was. But he was coming back because I was up like four strokes with three holes left, yeah. and I I had he caught me up by a couple strokes every yeah. hole. Made a, a ten foot par put on seventeen. Oh, that was bullshit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then we're tied, and I'm like, just let me double check all the math, and then sure enough, on the front nine he. Uh, gave me one too many, or no? Gave him him any. You were off by one on yeah, our front nine, one. so I was actually up one. So then he he came down to earth, and then he refocused. And 18th hole, thought I can do this. Okay, drive. Bad second shot. Third shot. That's when it all fell apart. So no, your second shot hit a tree. Yeah. And then it was lost under the tree, if you remember. Yeah. And then I was. It was very magnanimous. I said, so, "Let's make this fair. Go ahead and kick." Kicking out a little bit. Yeah. Take take a and then it was very fair of you. So he's hitting his I, third shot. It was about thirty five yards from the green, a uh, slight uphill. This is Brian's bread and butter. This is yeah. literally where he earns this his strokes. You know where I should be. Yeah. So I, I was thirty five yards away. Third shot approach to the tee or to the green, and I hit that motherfucker about sixty five <laughs> yards. Really got a hold of it. Just. Jerked it about into the parking lot. Yeah, you crushed it. Yeah. It was like as hard as you could hit it with that iron. Yeah, and so... Uh, and it was pretty much over from there. It came out at a bad angle. I, I was looking for a high arcing, and it was more like a football punt. And, uh, yep. So pretty much from there, I knew I had it, and I played pretty conservative. We get onto the green, and then he, he's convincing I, himself... He's I was like, on the green in four, though. He's like, if I make this putt, and Paul misses his... We can tie. That was yeah. basically where it was. And that I, was like a but it, two foot yeah. putt. And then he proceeded to three putt because he missed a, I don't know, one foot putt at the end. That's. I mean, at that point it was over, and I think he yeah. wasn't focused, but still, I mean. Yeah. So some of the, some of the highlights include uh, trying to make a chip shot from a, I'd say like an eighty degree bank. Oh, it was uh, insane. Yeah, yeah where was, I was, I, I had to choke up on the club so much that I wasn't even gripping the. Grip. I was actually on the club, the metal part, and the first stroke. Uh, well, to top it off, I was overly confident. I told all the bystanders, I said, "Prepare to be impressed." Mm-hmm. And uh, first, first swing, the ball went back about six inches. <laughs> Second swing, the ball went back about six inches. And at this third point, swing, well, third swing, you finally made it. I thought you were. Th- he's literally on the cusp of falling into a sand I trap. I didn't fall. I thought I was like I thought the third swing was going to take him, him and the ball into the sand trap. It would, would have been classic. Would you give me the third swing? The third swing was awesome. There we go. It was... I know, knew I could do it. It was it just, awesome. It just it didn't work out right. I would say the highlight for both of us, though. So, what, yeah. hole 14? Yeah. 14? Uh, you're kind of at the top of the mountain, and you're, you're driving... The tee box is at the top, and you're driving down, so it's a significant downhill. It's 400-yarder. It's, it's a 400-yarder. And uh, so I always... I walk up with two balls. One that I just... 100% max effort swing. That never hits the fairway, because I always lose it. But... You kind of have to in these in that tee box, and then the second one's my actual golf ball. So we both bring two golf balls up, thinking, all right, well, you know, we'll we'll try and crush this first yeah, one. Yeah, we're gonna have and a drive drive contest. Yeah. and so I go first, and I'm like, I mean, I'm swinging as hard as I can. Yeah, like the, it's like hernias are earned on this golf course. Yeah. on this and, hole. And and I think Brian and I are both thinking this ball's gone. This ball's way to the right or left. Like there's, yeah. we're never gonna see this. No, ball this again. ball's gone. Like, and I swing, hit it as hard as I can, and it went. Perfectly Rush. fucking straight. Straight up, straight out, far, long, hard, straight. It yeah. Was perfect. It was and it shot. was maybe the best shot, best <laughs> drive I've ever had. 
And on top of it, you know, it's, it's going down yeah. downhill, so it got a lot of distance. Yeah. So when your partner does that and you're telling yourself, we're going to have a, a long drive contest and your girlfriend's there. Yeah, Brian's a, girlfriend is sitting there. His manly, you know, yeah. manhood is being questioned. It's a significant amount of pressure, and I don't overswing on the golf course. That's just not a thing that I do. I'm always very controlled. So I walked out, and I said, I really got to... I swung so hard I spun around like some kind of like, kid at a t-ball stand. Meanwhile, I'm shit talking in the background. I'm like, Miranda, this is this yeah. is over. Like he can't. Can't even. He the hit, yeah. Brian's best swing. It will never equal. It was up. like a happy Gilmore swing. I almost got a running start. Yeah. And I crushed that motherfucker. It went perfectly straight too. Yeah. This was more straight. You were more in the center than I was. I think it was equidistant in the middle of the fairway from both sides. Yeah. It yeah. was perfect. And then crushed that son of a bitch. So then I was a little worried. We were like, <laughs> we're like, well, fuck, who hit farther? So we get down there. Brian hit it 310. Yeah, I think fairway, I think mine was probably 330. Yeah, because it I I think mine just rolled a lot further. Yeah, so yeah, but you're in the rough. But you I was in the rough. 330. I was rough. in the rough. Yeah, but, but it yeah. was it was both of them. Probably the shots of our life. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. And then we both. Completely fucked up the yeah. rest of the hole. I think we got yeah. bogeys on it or both, something. Yeah. But yeah, both of us were like they're forty yards from the green, and we end up with Fox. Yep, <laughs> that's that. The course is insane, man. Like you, like I it's, think I was on the green in three, yeah. and then it was up. like, all right, you're, you, there's no way I'm making this. Yeah, so many times in that course, you're on the green in three, and then you three putt. Yeah, and you know how frustrating that is. So, yeah. till the next time, I, I will be leaving will tomorrow, be. so there will no, not be any more golf, probably until 2020. 2020, yeah. yeah. And Brian will have to, you know, play more, get get more. So, I'm also, I'm sitting in this chair. I'm sitting in one of Brian's office chairs here. It, it's, it's a throwaway chair. It's it, The it, only reason it's still here is because we haven't yet taken the Salvation Army. I feel like it's about, I mean, it's about to topple over. I'm literally balancing... The chair on the legs. What, like, what's great, though, is I bring the chair in from the other room. I say, this is the throwaway <laughs> chair. It's a piece of shit. We're about to get rid of it. It wobbles, and Paul says, oh, well, would you like me to fix that for you? I think oh, I, I hadn't thought of it. I think I can oh. fix it if you give me some tools. I thought, you know, let oh, me take it I apart. I hadn't tried to fix it. Hey, didn't Did you try to fix it? Of course I tried to fix it. I spent legitimate money on that chair. He says... You think I wouldn't try and fix it? <laughs> oh, the fucking dickheadedness of you. Oh, let me try and fix it. Are you going to just do some magic? Well, now I'm leaning to the right. It's, it's like a wobbly fun chair, you know. But I do appreciate He goes, yeah, it's like a, a weld thing. Like, that's what, that was his analysis. The weld it. is breaking. The weld is breaking. I don't own a welding machine, prick. <laughs> so. Which is, by the way, one of my favorite insult words. Prick? Prick, yeah. Call, right. call someone it's a prick. It's basically yeah, calling a penis, but, you know. But I, mean, I think it's got gravitas. I think right. it's got old school class. I mean, obviously it's not classy to call someone a prick, but like. Right. So we were we stayed up last night drinking a lot. Brian got me hammered. That is my golf strategy is to right. get, because Paul suffers worse hangovers than I do. And so it, it is a legitimate strategy on my part. Yeah, I was puking this morning, unable to consume food. Yeah. And also. So front nine was pure, no, no food. It was yeah. going on. Just whatever. I don't even know. But uh, just, that, that is a continuance of the get Paul drunk strategy. Yeah. And I still beat him. Just saying. Yeah. I played like shit. We'll move on from the golf, though. All it's right. okay. Um, so we, we can talk about some baseball. We were actually watching the uh, Royals lose last night. I don't know why. To we, 
Toronto. Um, we did get to see Vlad Guerrero Jr., which was kind of yeah. cool. We, and talk, we discussed his body type. Yep. So we can discuss it here. So let's talk about it. Uh, you were saying you think he's a little overweight. See, I don't know if he's overweight. If he's just he's got like big hips, and that's not necessarily overweight. I hope that our podcast listeners can hear the ice cream truck. The ice by. cream truck is driving by right now. If you can't hear that guy's ice cream truck. Ice cream truck. Uh, Vlad Burrow Jr., he's got an odd body type. And he did hit a grand slam last night. It was so pretty impressive. It was I nice. I clearly yeah. don't get to criticize him. I'm not calling him overweight. I just... He's got an odd bike type. And yeah. It works you know, for him. I think it's one of those, also, like, the baseball uniforms are very weird. That like, could be like, true. It fits him weird. You know, it's like... Yeah. I mean, do you think he's tucking a shirt in most of the time? Do you remember, like, girls in the Navy and they'd wear, like, the the the, the, the uniforms? The blue and, uniform, yeah. And it would never, like, no matter what kind of body type they had. It, it always never, looked weird. It always looked weird. It never looked complimentary. Yeah. Like, you know, a really attractive girl with a nice body would just look kind of frumpy in those uniforms. Oh, those pants were just yeah, awful. So I mean, you not... You could have a point. It could be a uniform thing. I, I don't know. I just, I think, I'm sure he could stand to maybe get in better shape, but I also think power hitters in in baseball are not, Yeah. you know... I mean, Prince Fielder, Cecil Fielder, there's some big body guys. Yeah. And you know, Miggy time. Cabrera, Triple Crown guy, he's, I mean, he's... Well, he's just a big, big son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, with some amazing hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about we watched the Royals game last night, and honest to God, I don't know why we did that. I put the Royals game on as a filler in the background because I like having them on, but they are a horrible baseball team. Yeah, but we got a little into it. We're, yeah, you know, it was like the eighth. They had two men on. The the guy made an awesome catch. It, that would have been two runs scored. Oh uh, yeah, think. that would have right. been a double. Yeah, I think who was that? Was that Wit? Uh, I forget. It Somebody turned matter. on it. It looked like it was about to be a double. Two I mean, runs is going to be 4-3, making a game. It down. And that, that dude caught that. It was pretty awesome. So, But the overall discussion, though, is that I don't think many... So outside of hardcore fans that go to 20 or so games a year, I don't think, for the most part, anybody really cares about baseball's regular season. No. It's, no. And, I, and, you know, I mean, it's getting that way with, like, basketball, too. But baseball, really, is just, like... You know, you'll go like, you'll go to a game with some friends. Like, you're going to go into a Philly game in a few yeah, months and, or whatever. And, like, that's fine. But nobody really cares. Like, unless you're actually, like, I'm, a front runner. If you're, yeah. like, the number one team, your fans will Well, care. like, the last two weeks of the of the season, if your team's going for, like, the wild card, yeah. then it gets it, – it, it flips the switch. And you go from it's a pastime to every out matters. Yeah, because, yeah, wild card's, like – People win that. Yeah. Actually, Wait. there's playing games for wild cards even. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Royals played in 2014 the the AO the wild card play-in. They played like a, a 12 inning game against the Oakland A's. Yeah. Probably the most intense. Well, maybe that's not outside of the World Series. Outside of the World Series, the most intense baseball game I had ever seen, and that includes the 2004 ALCS with the Red Sox and the Yankees. For me personally, watching the Royals beat the A's in that game. I, I have a hard time even coming up with words. I really like playing in wild card games. Like I enjoy watching they, almost the wild card games more yeah. than like the first round because when, yeah, when it, it matters. Yeah, it's just like it's one game. It's like and so you know strategies go out the window almost because yeah. you're like, well, we're gonna throw our best whatever our best pitcher is. We're gonna run our three starters. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. then they'll be like, well, that's gonna screw up the next round. It's like you're not there's, gonna have a next round. Yeah, yeah. If you there's don't, there's no next round to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I, in baseball, I really do love the game, but 
I'm not sitting down to watch you know, Nationals and, no. and Marlins. No, like, well, like, especially, yeah. It's one of those baseball regular season is you will watch your team yeah. if you actually care, but nobody's tuning in for um, random teams, no. right? And maybe Yankees, Red Sox will get some stuff, right? Yeah, but I, nobody's tuning in for, like, Dodgers, Angels. I, I know whatever, a little bit about you know. the AL Central. I don't know shit about the National League. Yeah. I know that the NL Central is pretty bunched, tightly bunched together, like almost historically tight. Yeah. With, with Brewers uh, are pretty good. With so, all of them, yeah. like within two Twins. Each, yeah. Twins and, Twins and Cleveland yeah. are, are very, very good. Um, but, and the rest of the AL Central is trash. It, I, I know my division and all the other teams, I just... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they say about baseball. It's a very regional sport. It's a super, yeah. That's, you know, until that's, the playoffs. Until the playoffs, and then people start to tune in when it's... Yeah. I think know. that's probably the biggest difference between Major League Baseball and the NFL is the regionality. Is that if you're a Royals fan, you care about the Royals, but you don't give a shit about the Seattle Mariners. Vice in the NFL, maybe you have Russell Wilson as your fantasy quarterback, or maybe yeah. for whatever reason you like the... I don't know, the New York Giants and, like, football is not regional, football is national. Well, I think, you know, fantasy football plays a large part into that. But I also think baseball teams, for the most part, you know, it's not everywhere, but people like the team in their area, right? Whereas I know tons of people that like football teams not where they live, right? right. Like, There's a lot of people that say, oh, I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. Yeah, I, you know, my dad grew up watching, you know, Joe Montana. I've never lived there, but I, I yeah. love him, you know? It's yeah. Like, okay. I, my my cousins in southeast rural Kansas, they're all Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and that blows me away. Like I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Obviously, you know, it's their choice, and they live their life. Yeah, so you got people caring about different teams, right? And then the fantasy football aspect of it is, I pretty I think pretty insane because actually that's I like I'll watch the Colts, and I actually was watching the Chiefs a lot last year just because well, they're fun. They're now they're a fun team to with watch. Yeah. They're fun to watch. But other than that, like. I'll see if they're like, oh, that game has four of my players in it. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll watch that. You know what I mean? All right, let me ask you this question. We didn't talk about this beforehand. At what point in a, in a fantasy football season, if your team is garbage, you don't have any good players, at what point do you just kind of check out? So I, I never do. This is one of the things that sucks about fantasy football. I know it really hurts because then down the road, some other people will not put in their full effort and I don't want to be that team. I'll still, I'll check out, but my version of checking out is still at least making sure I have a starter. Right. Not not to where, like, some wide receiver gets injured and I don't even, and he's in my starting lineup and I just leave him okay. in the place. I, I don't do that. I, I, for some reason, care all, all the time. And so I alternate. I feel like I'll win one year and then I'll get, like, dead last next year. It's... And it's not, and it's crazy because you think. I mean, honestly, I've always thought fantasy football is about just putting in the attention. But sometimes you're just fucked yeah. from injury, and yeah, I think it's you, you know your guy you drafted is an underperformer, and yeah. you know. Um, I but, think to some extent you there's some skill element, but that will only take you so far. Like two years ago, I had a shit quarterback, and I got Carson Wentz in week three, and he turned out to be amazing. And then last year. I knew Mahomes was going to be amazing, so oh, I picked yeah. up Mahomes before the even the season even started. You drafted him, right? I think he, you. Drafted. No, he didn't even go draft. He didn't. He didn't get, get drafted. drafted. I picked him up after the draft, right? And obviously and, yeah. Mahomes. I think you got year. second last year. No, right? no, no, I got second two years two ago. Two years last ago, year I was shit. I, but still, though, even with Mahomes, I was still yeah. shit. Yeah, but it's just a it's a crapshoot sometimes. It is, you know. Yeah. But I, I 
I know there is fantasy baseball and people pay attention to that, uh, but I really don't think people with fantasy baseball are like, okay, I've got this starting pitcher. I'm going to, people don't tune into that game because of their fantasy baseball people. Yeah, fantasy They're more baseball. watching stats. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they're watching Sports Center at night. You're not yeah, you're not watching yeah. like, you know, Odell Beckham with another catch and you're like, oh, "That's a that's a point or whatever." Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, not bringing up, you know, like the Angels game at yeah. 11:45 Eastern to watch Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a big difference. It's and I don't yeah. you know, I don't know if baseball's ever going to come back to what it once was. I I don't know. They keep trying to say they're going to fix it. Like speed up the game and all they're, this stuff, yeah. you know. They're they're trying to do a pitch clock and they're trying to futurize it or right. modern modernize it. Futurize is obviously not a word, and you don't have to point that out to me. Uh, but they're you talked to a few times. They're doing the robo umpire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which I don't have a problem with. And I'm a fan of. I, yeah. I you know I'm not a baseball player. I know they're super. They're all like super traditionalists. But yeah, that's get over it. I'm just like it'll speed up the game. We'll stop having these stupid fights over balls and strikes. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't like a fight that has an umpire in it. Like I'm fine when a the fight. Fl- not a fight. Like a, a. I don't like when the umpires yell. Like I don't like it when players and umpires yell at each other. I just don't find it interesting. You I, know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, what? What is going on? I, I guess and I then, don't really give a shit about it. Yeah, Never but then, I, but like the, the brawl last night between the Reds and. <laughs> yeah. Pirates? Was it Reds and Pirates? Yeah, Reds yeah. And Pirates. Like yeah. that, I'm interested in. But like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really give a shit about. You know, that was a ball. We're gonna yell about it. You're yeah. gonna get kicked out because you, you know, the, the Yankees you say manager, the f word or whatever. Yeah, you know. the Yankees manager got. Not only did he kicked out, get kicked out of the second inning of one game, he actually got suspended for the next game because he was bitching about balls and strikes. I just let's do away with it. Like, there's no, yeah. you know what I mean? It'll be automated. It'll be perfect every time. There's no framing of the pitch. Like, yeah. you know, you hate it when the other team does it, and you love it when your guy does it. It's yeah. one of those things you're like, oh, perfect frame, and they'll yeah. catch, you know. We'll bring like, it back in. We'll bring it, and sometimes it fools them, yeah. you know. Hey, you're right, though. I mean, and I think it's a, we should acknowledge the hypocrisy when, you know, if, if my team gets a called outside ball, mm-hmm. it gets called as a third strike, and you're like, and then your guy gets called out, you know, an inning half later. Clearly it's hypocrisy. But right. Like, but I do think it'll take away a lot of the, you know, sometimes there's conspiracy talk, right? Of, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where they're like... Uh, yeah. And if it's automated, right, um, you won't... There won't be any of that. It's just going to... Like, the computer's yeah. not going to lie, right? Yeah. So. Although I do love... I, I do love... You know, Major League Baseball player gets called out on a third strike, and he immediately, immediately turns around and, like, starts saying shit to the umpire... <laughs> I think it's gonna should. matter. Like, yeah. like the umpire is gonna say, "Oh, you're right." Uh, you, yeah. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was really on the fence, but okay, you're clearly agitated. You know what? It was a ball. Yeah, take first base. I would love. Yeah. Let's go even further though. Let's get like a Rosie the robot from the Jetsons <laughs> behind be home plate, and and it just it's a very generic robot voice yeah. like ball. Yeah, at some strike. So. You know. In case you're not familiar with the robo umpire, so there's clear there's still an umpire behind home plate who's going to call out and safe for plays at the plate, and they have a little earpiece from a computer or a guy who's looking for a computer. Anyway, uh, computer guy will see it and he'll say strike into the microphone and the earpiece, and so then they'll call a strike. Anyway, what I'm saying is, at some point, that new the umpire becomes almost performance art. 
It's, he's not actually there to judge balls and strikes if he's a robo-umpire. He's only there to tell the crowd, this guy's out. Or, Very demonstrative. Yeah. Right. And, and you still get that, like, cartoonish animatronic payoff where they, you know, make some big strikeout but gesture. But in case you can't see it, can't podcast see it. listeners, but he's making a big yeah. gesture. Right it's it's, right. it's kind of like a, like a guy who's doing, who ropes a calf and then he, like, does a little tie and he throws his hands up. Yeah. Yeah, like at, that's that's just performance art. If you're not it actually actually, the game a little bit, if you're not deciding if it's a ball or strike, but you're still doing like the big right. drastic signal for like he's out. Like, well, let's just it's just performance. let's get like mimes out there then, right? Because they're great at that. That's it, essentially you know, what the empire is. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you know we we're talking about the NFL and some of the you know scheduling stuff, but what are your your big Chiefs fan, obviously, yeah. and there's been they've had a lot of player issues, you know, they, of late. Had, yeah. More. So what's what's going on with Tyree Kill right now? So I need to I need to address this to our loyal podcast listeners. Uh, if I recall correctly, a few months ago I came out and said I, I believe the Chiefs will cut Tyree Kill. You did, and I said that I thought that at the time that that was the right thing to do. Um, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm conflicted, and they I think, just what have they done? Just update. All right, so. To, to give a time lapse, um, in 2014, all right, so I'll give the Tyree Kill time lapse and then I'll briefly he discuss. He has a, a sordid past. So in 2014, he was charged with multiple felonies for uh, essentially domestic abuse. Um, the, the charge was that he beat up his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, that was the felony charges. He was at Oklahoma State. He pled, he pled down, he pled guilty to a misdemeanor. Uh, in which he s- admitted to some guilt, but in in exchange for that admittance of a guilty plea, uh, they dropped the charges and they made it so that a year afterwards, if he completed some programs, uh, the charges would go away and they would be expunged from expelled from his record. And uh, really, he didn't admit to that much, so he pled guilty to a misdemeanor, uh, not a felony. And Oklahoma State kicked him out, and he finished his college career in Alabama, and he ended up getting drafted in the I didn't. Round. He went to Alabama? West Alabama. Oh, okay. Not, not, not the Crimson Tide. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, fast forward four or five years, and he's a breakout NFL star for the Kansas City Chiefs, who were roundly criticized by, for drafting him in the fifth round. Uh, and so, while he was at the Pro Bowl, his three-year-old son, the same son who was in his baby's mama's belly when he allegedly beat her up, which he pled guilty to. Uh, while Tyreek Hill was in the Pro Bowl, uh, at some point, uh, this three-year-old son had his arm broken. Uh, later, like two months later, the fiancé-slash-girlfriend uh, mother accused him of breaking the boy's arm. Uh, that came out on NFL draft night, that he got accused and that there were open investigations. The DA closed the investigation because he said there was no evidence of whom broke the little boy's arm. And good use of whom. Thank you. It could have been you know an accident. The boy could have fallen, or you know someone could. There's have... no proof. Yeah. No proof. Uh, what happened? And this is this is a statement on like three different levels about Tiger Kill, about the media in Kansas City, and about the NFL's investigation into domestic abuse. So initially, uh, there were so. The mother recorded Tyreek Hill in an airport in uh, Abu Dhabi and recorded on her cell phone this argument that they got into. And it was an argument that was clearly instigated by her in which she accuses Tyreek Hill of breaking the boy's arm. And she says things like, you punch him, you punch him. And in this recording, Tyreek Hill denies 
the incident denies she's punching. trying to catch him basically. she's trying to catch yeah. him and it, it kind of sounds like that but it's hard to tell and the damning evidence is when he says she says he's very afraid of you and he Tyreek Hill says about his wife you should be afraid of me too bitch and that's pretty right. horrible stuff to say that yeah, yeah. Or something. To, yeah to say to anyone especially a woman especially the one that you, you at the time I think they're engaged but it was an argument people get emotional and yeah and and the people say things that if you've ever if you don't have anything you've ever regretted saying then contact us but otherwise you're full of shit yeah most arguments you end up regretting yeah. what you say like, so what's interesting though it was an 11 minute conversation 7 minutes of that were public initially and they were damning for Tyreek Hill and instantly the Chiefs suspended him but did not cut him and the NFL suspended him and put him on the player exempt list and started an investigation what was interesting is about 2 months later the rest of that conversation came out. What was interesting is he explains the accusation that he punches the boy and he says that they like play box. And he says, he denies the broken arm accusation. And what's really interesting is he denies in a private conversation that he didn't know was recorded, he denies the 2014 charge. He says, I never hit you. He says, they were clearly in some kind of argument. He says he picked her up put her outside of his apartment and then closed the door, you know, essentially to get her out of that moment. Right. And then he says in this argument that she went on the stand and lied and that he had to plead guilty because he had no no money. If you're if you're twenty years old, you have no money and you're faced with four felony counts who are gonna and they could potentially send you to jail for six years and your football career is gone, or plead guilty to these misdemeanors you still have a chance for a football career but you'll be pleading guilty and you won't do any jail time I'm telling you four out of five people will plead guilty even if they are innocent so he's still with this woman that is clearly lying now in in this state they're they're not right also to further complicate the thing she is pregnant she has already given birth to twins so now there's child children's two and three Child, 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 child to children, kids, kids. Anyway, yeah, and and the family. There's if you look at it, the family also is broke of the, of the mother, and it looks like they've tried to target Tyreek Hill to get some money. Who's on the verge of a massive contract extension? Oh yeah, he's going to get a big. And so the point of this prolonged story is that it's very complex. Nobody outside of two or three people in this world knows exactly what happened going all the way back to 2014 and whatever happened in January with children's broken arm and so where so he's he's play he's playing now so right? he's not NFL, suspended all right so the DA in Kansas investigated determined there's not enough evidence to bring charges they said we think there's evidence that a crime was committed but we do not know who committed this crime and so we cannot bring charges the NFL investigated talked to the party all parties involved NFL determined that there's really not enough evidence to see what happened, and so the NFL suspended him for no games. There's there's just no evidence. No one knows. Right. And hmm. and uh, and so he's 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 back with the Chiefs. He's eligible. And when he went out for he reported for off season work, when he went back on the for on the field just two days ago, he got a rousing ovation, and the crowd cheered and hmm. and yelled for him. And two months ago. I would not have thought I would cheer for Tiger Kill. And now when you, you kind of learn more and you learn about the complexity, I'm, right. I'm willing to... 
You're, what you're I, trying to say is, you know, not all these cases are black and white. Oh, God, no. Right? Yeah, no. And I, I feel like thousand. we always, we do as a public at this point in 2019, as soon as you get a whiff of something bad happen, wh- yeah. whether that's, you know, sexual misconduct or, or you know, beating or whatever, we or just go, we, you know, you're immediately guilty. It's in the public eye. Yeah. And, I, and that may not be true. I When I saw the Kareem Hunt video of him pushing and kicking a woman on I the didn't floor. Even, honestly, though, I didn't think that was as bad as people made it out to be. Well, but, but that's just me. But. He, he, I didn't mind them cutting him. And I honestly, guy, I'm standing here right now, I'll say, I think if the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt in the AFC Championship, I think they would have won that game. But I don't regret them cutting him for what he did. And they lost the AFC Championship, and so is life. Yep. And then that's I mean, just happened. with every every company and business, you you need to know what your people, you know, yeah, you need so to know who you're in bed with. So I I'm willing to I'm willing to cheer for Tyreek Hill, and you can call me a Chiefs homer, and you can say that it's just because I want the Chiefs to win, and he's a great player, and you might not be wrong, but you, I've done the homework, and I'm I'm willing to to say to a player you're very great, but you've done some shitty things, and I don't want you on my team, and I. That's not what's happening here, and uh, hmm. it's very complex. The Chiefs, and I, I just briefly mentioned their history. I've talked about obviously Cream Hunt and Terry Kill. Two thousand thirteen, the Chiefs had a linebacker, linebacker named Jovan Belcher, and uh, if you don't remember Jovan yeah. Belcher, at five a.m. he went to his uh, baby's mama house and he shot and killed her in the head, and uh, then he went to the Chiefs practice facility and uh, shot himself in the heart in the parking lot in front of Romeo Cornell and. Um, it was a murder-suicide in, like, week 14. It was a Saturday morning. And it blew me away. They played the fucking game the next day. I yeah, that's one of those. I don't know how you... I don't know how you play that game. Yeah. Like, you reschedule that game. How do you play the game the yeah. next day? That, that blew in me the, away. Murder in the parking lot. Or suicide, suicide in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. And if you guys don't know, like, the Chiefs parking lot is where, like, tail... Like, it's, yeah. it's a big deal. Like, yeah. that whole Arrowhead parking lot. Yeah. So somebody was tailgating the next day on... Very likely on the yeah. I have to hope. I have to imagine they had it like roped off or something, but still. Though, so that's the Chiefs' yeah. history with. And it's not necessarily you know not to say that it's the Chiefs' fault. It's just it's they've had a string of things that have personnel things that have happened. Yeah. That at this point, you've got to be hypersensitive. Yeah. You know? Joe Jovan Belcher had a z- zero history with domestic abuse or anything. He was a absolutely clean cut case, and then obviously yeah. something snapped, and he couldn't handle pressure as a brain traumatic brain injury. Obviously, I don't know what it is, but the point is the Chiefs need to be very hypersensitive yeah. to that issue. So moving on from that uh, that pretty serious conversation, yeah. Brian, you, you've told me you've got a, a game or a, a trivia or something. I'm not really sure. It's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, trivia game. Yeah, He, he kicked me out of the office here and you know, typed on his computer for a little while, yeah. making up a nice little game. So uh, I don't know what's coming. It's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll lighten the air up a little bit. All right, so... I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you uh, some people. Okay. And, uh... The, Pinocchio. You're, the task for you... Ghost Dad. The task for you is to tell me whom has a higher net worth. Not, not like, salary or career Right, earnings. just, just how much... All their shit. Yeah, who's who worth, is worth more, more money. Yeah. Okay. Are these sports figures? It's most of them. Okay. Not all. Okay. Not all. Gotcha. All right, you ready for the first... I got seven of these. Yes. All right, you ready for the first one? I am. Who has more net worth? Tom Cruise, Tom Brady. Ooh. Are we including Tom Brady's wife? No. I would... 
So you look this up. You know the answer then. So to yeah, I uh, my my reference is the Google machine. I gotta think. So uh, <laughs> this is. I so my problem is I really don't know how much movie stars make. I'm like I don't I you know I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Tom Cruise. I'm gonna go with Tom Cruise. Do I get the answer now or is this like? A, I'll, I'll give you now. Okay. So Tom, your answer is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is worth five hundred fifty million dollars. Holy fuck. There's Tom, no way Brady's worth that. Tom Brady's worth 180, so you got that right. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna. I, I was just thinking, you know, Brady, for all of his greatness, is not. He's he's not ma- making like shoe contract money. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Giselle Bundchen, his wife, he's, she's worth 360. Yeah. So combined, they're close to Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. How is Tom Cruise worth 550? I mean, obviously he's. Done well, he's so a, a lot of these movies he does. He's the producer. So like the Mission oh, Impossible okay. stuff, like he's banking on those. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like. All right, so you, you're right on the first one. You nailed it. Yep. Oh, we got another ice cream truck. It's probably coming back. It's probably the same one. Yeah, I do want to get some ice cream. I'm we'll pretty hungry. Fun. We'll get some ice cream. I'm looking forward to that pizza. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Okay. All right, second one. Who is, has a higher net worth? Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. <sighs> I'm going with Michael. Michael because of the shoes and you know Nike, and he owns an NBA team, and those are worth... Billions at this point. So. You're right. Oh, yeah. All right, Tiger Woods, eight hundred million. Holy fuck. Mike Jordan, one point nine billion. Yeah. That, I, I looked this up. It. Michael Jordan, now two thousand nineteen, <laughs> makes over a hundred million dollars a year just from Nike royalties. Mike it, Jordan, because Jordan brand is a subsidiary of, yeah. of Nike, right? Mike yeah. Jordan, he made less than a hundred million dollars as a player. So you know there were some years retired, where he made $30 million a year in like the late 90s yeah. as an NBA player. He still, in 2019, he still makes more income per year than any active athlete, NBA or whatever. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that just goes to the power of culture. I mean, honestly. You, you got yeah. that. So Mike Jordan. Mike Jordan. Higher than Tiger Woods. You're two for two. All right. All right. You're killing it. All right. Number three. This, I think this one's going to be harder for you. I think mm-hmm. you're going to struggle with this one. Who has a higher net worth? LeBron James, Alex Rodriguez. It's it's got to be LeBron because of the shoe deals. That's all. And Rodriguez made more money over the course of his career, like in the sport. But I'm thinking LeBron's shoe deals are giving him more. So that's my answer. LeBron James. You're killing it, man. Three for three. What's the What's the numbers? LeBron James, four hundred fifty million. Holy shit. Alex Rodriguez. 300 million. Still, though. Yeah. 300 million. But Rodriguez has no sponsorships at this point. Yeah. Life, right? He's, yeah. He, he just made a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. No, it, you're killing it, man. I'm, I'm happy. All right. Wow. All right. Here's one. This is this is a little bit different. All right. Changing up. All right. Who? You're three for three. You're killing it. Who has a higher net worth? Ted Danson. <laughs> George Brett. Icons from the 80s. Ted Danson or George Brett. It's yeah. got to be Ted Danson because he's still doing shit. And you see he was in the good place, right? You so. think he's getting bank for... I don't think he's getting bank, but what is George Brett making money off of now? He's uh, Like, he's signing fucking baseballs. At, at, he signs a lot of baseballs. There's no... It's definitely Ted Danson. You're right. It's Ted Danson. That wasn't a great one. I just want to do two 80s. Um, I guess. Ted Danson, $80 million. Sam Malone has $80 million. George Brett, he comes in at fifteen. 
That's so depressing of like athletes from the eighties. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. Alex Rodriguez is worth three hundred million. And George Brett. George Brett is fifteen. And I mean, if you're going, I know Alex Rodriguez technically is an all time great, but George Brett, I think, is more of an iconic figure. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're Royals fans. I don't know, but you know. All right, I got one for you. I, you're killing it so far. Maybe I should have made these harder. Mm. All right, are you having a hard time? You seem to be nailing these. Not terribly. It's not that bad. Fuck. All right. Here's one right down your alley. Okay. Who has a higher net worth? Andrew Luck, Reggie Miller. So Reggie probably didn't make that much money in his NBA heyday, but he is making TNT Bank now. TNT Bank? Come on. All right, but I don't know if you're... Sorry, no. But Andrew Luck is one of the highest paid quarterbacks at somewhere around $30 a year, but... He did. He just. If we're saying net worth, he's only actually earned like two of those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm. Sadly, I'm gonna go with Luck, but I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about this answer. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Your answer is. Your answer is Andrew Luck. Yeah. Andrew Luck. Uh, even though he does get paid about thirty million dollars per year. Yeah. His net worth is only twenty-seven million dollars. You know, that makes sense, because I think he's only made that $30 yeah. million over maybe the last year or something. Are you ready for Reggie Miller? Yeah. $90 million. Holy fuck! <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Go Reggie. That's yeah. impressive. Reggie's got nine. He's sitting on $90 million. He, you know, he did play for 18 years. And yeah. he played into the 2000s when guys were making a lot. So. Yeah, $90 million. Reggie's, that's, a, that's impressive. Reggie's doing well. Good job. All right, you, so you're three out of four. Okay. Uh, I'm not even upset right, about that. No. I'm, I'm happy I was wrong. You're four out of five. Okay. That was the fifth one. You're right. four out of five. All right. Doing pretty well. All right. Uh, you TNT bank? What are you... I'm, he's not taking $10 million a year home. I don't know, that. but he's doing well. He calls games like twice gets, a week. I bet he gets like half a million a year for that. He's been doing it for 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. This is a different one. Okay. I'm going to give you uh, the three male actors from the Friends franchise. I want you to tell me who has the highest net worth. Matthew Perry, who played Chandler. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc, who played Joey. David Schwimmer, who played Ross. The answer is David Schwimmer. How do you know that? So Damn it! David Schwimmer is also a producer and director. So he, even though he's been off the stage, uh, you know, for a while... I mean, let's be honest here. Joey... Was not a great actor, you know. He he had his own show though. He it failed miserably. And he's no, he has a new show. He's he's on. He's got yeah. his own show now. I don't well, anyway, wrong. it's definitely Ross. You're correct. Yeah. What what's the? Can you give us the numbers? Yeah, Matt LeBlanc who played Joey. He's sitting on sixty. Wow, that's he's, impressive. He's actually of all the Friends characters, uh, he's the least uh, highest. He's the lowest least, network. Yeah. Sixty. Matt Perry is at eighty million. Dave Schwimmer, 85. Ooh, so just slightly to, more. Yeah. Chandler, or what's his name? Matthew Perry was in some movies, too. He yeah. was in some big time movies. Jennifer Aniston, oh. 170. That, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. You're, you got it. All yeah. right. So there's one more. You're five out of six. There's one more. All right. This is a, this is maybe my favorite one. Uh-oh. All right. Who is worth more? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Or Victor Oladipo. Definitely Victor Oladipo. You think so? So, Pat Mahomes is still on his rookie contract. He was drafted in the late first round? Tenth right? pick. Tenth. Tenth pick. And he's in his third season. So, he's making, I don't know, ten, ten a year. Oladipo's been making he's getting, 20, and he's got 20 a year. 
for a couple years. Plus, he was had his whole rookie contract where he was the second overall pick in the NBA, I believe. Was he second? I think he was second. Second or third. But that was a really horrible draft. Victor and C.J. McCollum are the two best players out of that draft. All right. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Final answer. You seem very confident. I'm very confident. All right, this was actually a trick question. They're both worth $10 million. Really? Yeah. What are you doing with your money, Victor? <laughs> like, Mahomes, that makes sense. Oladipo. Come on, buddy. I Again, the reference is Google Machines. So yeah, the, that's fair. So you guys you know. can uh, cross-check cross me. Yeah. But uh, that, was a, that was a trick question. You know, also, these contracts I say they're making, you know, that's before taxes. Yeah. And I assume this is, you know, net worth is yeah. just cumulative, so. And maybe I should have... I, who's who has a high? This is just off the cuff. Who has a higher net worth, Adrian Peterson or the sixteen-year-old who just won the sixteen-year-old Adrian? Pe- <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, Adrian Peterson just it was recently said he's bankrupt or has no money yeah, basically. He earned over hundred million dollars and he's like uh, ten million dollars in debt. Yeah. So the, uh, the sixteen-year-old who just won the Fortnite World Cup. Yeah. Three million dollars has a higher net worth than Adrian Peterson. That was a good quiz. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to do one for you next time. I'm going to come up with a good quiz. That was impressive. Though. I can't believe you got four, or really five out of six, because yeah. the seventh question is a trick question. Trick question. Yeah. I thought you'd be able to get Mike Jordan. I thought he's clearly, yeah. of all the people all the people listed, Mike Jordan's the richest. Uh, I thought LeBron James Alex Rodriguez would slow you down, um, but you killed it, man. The, you, the Andrew Luck Reggie one, I'm... Like I said, I'm happy that Reggie has that money. Because, you know, I, like I said, I think it's sad that athletes of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, just compared to today, baseball oh, yeah. players and basketball players, it's not even close. Yeah. You know. I, I looked up some other names. Uh, what do you think Giannis Attentacupo is worth? Probably not. He, he's just recently started getting paid a lot. I'm going to go with, like, $30 million. You're not far off. He's 40 He's okay. like $40 million. Uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader. Oh, God. Probably way more than he should be. I don't even know what his background is. I'm going to go $50 million. $27 million. Okay. Yeah. But, like, uh, of that $27 million, like, uh, $26.5 is our, like, family money from a marriage because he married a rich uh, Asian, Asian lady. Yeah. yeah. All right. You did pretty well. Five out of six with one trick question. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, 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 happy. I'm, I'm impressed. Who knew Tom Cruise was sitting on five fifty? That's... You know, like, he does all these... He, he does a big movie. Like, all of his movie. he does, at this point in his life, they're all huge movies, yeah, right? right? And they're big earners. And despite what you think of Tom Cruise's acting, like, they are big earners worldwide. Yeah, and you know? I had forgotten the producer thing. You're right. I think he produces all, like, the Jack Ryan or... The, Jack or Ryan. the Mission Jack, Impossible ones. Jack, Jack Russell? Jack Reacher. He does Jack the Jack Reacher, Reacher ones. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think he's getting a lot of money off of those, yeah. you know? So... Well, you did well. I, I thought you'd get half of them, and you got five out of six. So good job. Thank you. So we can transition to our, our last topic we wanted to talk about, which was kind of just NBA free agency a little bit. So, I, you know, I didn't want to go into every move that happened, but more just uh, what do we think about the current state of free agency? So I, they're calling this the era, the, the player empowerment era, right? Yeah, that's fair, I think. Um, I was curious... So I'm a Royals fan, which is a small market. You're an Indianapolis Pacers fan, which is a small market, as compared to the Lakers and well, Los Angeles and New York and right, right. San Francisco and Chicago even. There, there's it, To say that players are gravitated towards larger markets, it's true and it's not. 
the Chicago Bulls are not getting a whole lot of free agents. Right? No, like, no, they're bad right now. Yeah. yeah, and they've been bad. And for then the decade. Knicks haven't gotten anybody forever. But I think, yeah. I think that has more to do with their horrible ownership than, than the Knicks. But but you know the Nets, the Lakers, yeah. the Clippers, who have historically been one of the worst franchises, got people. Miami continues to get people. Yeah, you know the Clippers. Obviously, they got Steve Ballmer in. They got that old racist owner out. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, are, I think, are a very well-run franchise and they have a good coach. Got Jerry West. Is still, got, yeah. I think Kawhi Leonard sat back and said, evaluated the market, and I think evaluated the front office. And he said, the, the Clippers are a well-run organization. The Lakers had a blow-up with Magic Johnson, which surprised the shit out of me. Uh, I, I cannot criticize Kawhi Leonard for wanting to go to the Clippers. I, I, I could abide criticism of Paul George. We were talking about this earlier. He signed a four-year contract, and one year in, he says, uh, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't love that. Like, that's... And I know they don't have to trade him, but, I mean, it's... you got to look at it from this team's perspective, right? They're like, oh, this guy doesn't want to be here anymore. Like, how how is this how is this team going to work or function if he doesn't want to be here, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's why these guys end up trading them. But I just think... There's a difference between leaving and free agency, which is at that point you 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 are your own man. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Absolutely. And you know, I, I was bummed when like Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, but but you know what? He that was completely fine. It sucked for Oklahoma City, but he was able to leave, and and that was his prerogative. But like signing a contract with for four years, and then a year into it saying, you know what, I'd really rather be somewhere else. It just, I hate that. I really do. All right, so we have the two ends of the spectrum are baseball contracts where if you sign a player to eight years and 80 million, just to use convenient numbers, no matter what, that player could, his arm could fall off two days later, and you owe him $80 million over eight years. And there's, aside from retirement, there's no way to get out of that. On the other end of the spectrum is the NFL, and you, there's the guaranteed money signing bonus, but you can sign a player to an eight-year, $80 million contract, and then on year two, you say, you know what, no, we're going to yeah, catch you. Catch we don't think you're worth it. We're going to catch you, and you only owe whatever the signing bonus was. Like, where in that spectrum do NBA contracts lie? So NBA contracts are fully guaranteed also. So, okay. um, like, John Wall's contract. John Wall's injured... Yeah. It, now, his contract is going to be paid like 80% by insurance. The Wizards aren't going to have to pay that. But once you sign that, it's fully guaranteed. Yeah. Now, sometimes there will be additional incentives. And where, they have buyout clauses, right? Like, you're about to trade against... Well, it's, it, it, it's clauses, but usually, and I don't know the specifics, usually that's negotiation. So, okay. it would be like, if you're the team and I'm whoever, Carmelo Anthony, right? And I'm yeah. you, you owe me $25 million this year. And I say... We both are like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. You pay me twenty million, I'll I'll leave. Okay. So you're gonna buy me out for twenty. I'm taking a little bit less, but you're still paying a bunch. Yeah, and I don't want to. Okay. Right, and then I can go sign with some other person for a million dollars. Yeah, and so That's, I'm I'm taking a little bit of a loss, but I'm making the playoffs somewhere else. You know. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we were talking about big market, small market. Like, it's kind of the Royals have never really signed a major, major like free free agent acquisition. But so the Royals have to develop their team to the farm and, mm-hmm. and and through trades, and I get that, and I think the Pacers are probably in the same situation. Exactly, like we have to highly value our draft picks. You you yeah. have to hit 
a much higher percentage of your draft picks if you're the Pacers. The Lakers just traded all their draft picks away. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's just that you're in, we're competing in different markets right now. And it, it's Trying crushing. to play two, almost two different games as a front office yeah. strategy. Yeah. yeah. Technically, there's a salary. Uh, so, in the NBA, there's a soft salary cap. which right, so if you, you can go over, but then you have to pay a penalty. You have to pay a penalty. Yeah. And so, a lot of people have suggested maybe, maybe that it needs to be more of a hard cap. There is a hard cap, but you can still go over it. It's just more penalized. Oh, yeah. But there needs to be like, hey, if, if you go to whatever, 120% of the salary cap, like you're done. Like you can't go over that. I don't care what the clause yeah. is. And then it would enable a little bit more fair trades. Like you, you're not going to have Golden State with Kevin Durant and, you know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson all on the same team. Like yeah. that, that team couldn't have happened without a soft cap. Yeah. So... I think the, the NBA, the fundamental difference from 10 years ago is that there are these super well, super teams where mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season you think to yourself, there's only three or four teams with a legitimate opportunistic chance at a title. And this year I think it's going to be interesting. There's five or six maybe, and it could be any of those five or six, but I don't think it's going to be anyone outside of that five or six. Right, right. I mean, it's much, I think the Pacers are going to be good. But I don't think they have a shot at winning the title. Like, I just don't. You know what I mean? And we actually had an okay free agency. But it's just like, they didn't even get... The Pacers didn't even entertain the thought of, like, we could have signed Kevin Durant. We had the ability to. But they didn't even try and get that call. Because it was like, we know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And and so they always have to go after second-tier free... And a lot of these teams, too. Yeah. Second-tier free agents, which are not bad. You can play, but... The NBA is about a superstar, man. Yeah. And, and if like Oladipo doesn't come back to a superstar level, like you're just fucked. And yeah. and and that's how it is. You need a superstar. Oh yeah, and I, I think the NBA's always been. You need a superstar. You, oh yeah, Bird, even Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, Jordan, obviously. It, the the one team that is the exception of the rule is the Detroit Pistons with. Right. That uh, was a collection of stars, but no, yeah. no superstar. That was like oh three oh four. Yeah, and that was where they beat the. The Lakers. the Lakers, who were a collection of superstars at that point, they had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, um, Shaq, and Kobe, Kobe but yeah. that was a very dysfunctional team. Like that was part of it is that that team was pretty dysfunctional. Yeah. So. But I liked the, watching that 0304 Detroit Pistons team. Oh, I they, they I was not a Pistons fan. I couldn't really <laughs> enjoy that, but I understand your your sentiment of you yeah. didn't you didn't know where it was coming. You you know yeah, they, they had their they starting in. center was six seven or six <laughs> yeah. eight you know but he was wide as a garage oh my god yeah yeah Rip Hamilton and uh, Johnson Billups they were yeah. fun they were but good you know that's that's fifteen years ago it yeah. was the last team that was like able to do that you know well I mean even the Raptors they had most of it was homegrown with Demar Rosen and, and yeah but they had a superstar that they yeah. had to trade for and they they. They, I think they hit the lottery in two or three different ways. They developed homegrown talent. They had second-round picks and even undrafted signees that turned into legitimate legitimate contributors. And then they pulled the trigger on a gutsy trade for a star, and it worked. Yeah. And, you know, if I was a Toronto fan, I'd still be happy. If, if you told me right now the Pacers were going to win the championship next year and then fall apart for the next four years, which, I, would, I would sign up right now. Which is what the Royals it, did. What the, what the Royals did. And yeah. I think you would have... In you know five years ago, if if they had, you'd say, hey you're gonna go to two World Series, you're gonna win one, and then you're gonna suck. You'd <laughs> yeah. be like, count me in. How much? Yeah. Where do I sign up? So yeah. no, you know, you're one hundred percent right. Uh, yeah. Even now, four years later, when they suck, still, 
Hey, remember still, remember when we went to the World Series yeah. four years ago? Wasn't yeah, even that long ago. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. I going back to the NBA thing, man. I just I would like guys that are under contract to stay under contract, and and I don't and and not and try and play with that team. And when it's your free agency, I don't really care where you go. Like that's your yeah. that's fine. It it sucks for the Pacers that everyone wants to go to the coast, but that that's fine. That is what it is. Yeah. Even the one year, even the, the player who's under a contract and they have one year left and he walks to the front office and says, I don't want to be here. I will not resign. If you'd like to trade me for whatever you can get, yeah, then, then do it. I will not continue my career here. This is my last year. Your choices are trade me and get things or watch me walk away and get nothing. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that, really. But when you sign a four-year contract and a year later... You walk up and says, uh, yeah, how about those Clippers? Yeah. That's well, it was Paul George just did that, and then Anthony Davis basically did that to the, yeah. the Pelicans. They, he had two years left. Two years left, and his team was just in the second round of the playoffs. Literally, yeah. they were just there, and and you're yeah. going to... Yeah, so he, he demanded what well, requested the trade. Mm-hmm. Didn't really play out the rest of the year. Like and and that was like a New Orleans thing because they were like, well, if we're going to trade this guy, we don't yeah, want him to get injured. You know? And then they got the number one overall draft pick. And then he still, they said, hey, do you, are you serious about that trade thing? Like, you're yeah, you scared. don't want to try and play with Zion? Yeah. And they said, yeah, I meant it. Like, yeah, I'm not coming back. And so obviously the trade I just don't there. understand why he couldn't have, I don't know, be like, fuck, yeah. we got Zion? Yeah, let's let's roll. Let's. We just <laughs> made the playoffs last year. And now we have the number one pick. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. You know what I like is that Anthony Davis had a uh, a, a trade kicker that he declined. That's so that, yeah. Which I think if you demand a trade, you do not get a trade kicker. I don't care what the <laughs> fuck it causes. You can't demand a trade and then get the bonus for getting <laughs> traded. That's bullshit. That's how I feel. But, yeah, he turned down $4 million so they could sign Kawhi. They didn't sign Kawhi. Yeah. I bet how what do you want to bet his salary for Space Jam 2 is four million dollars <laughs> he's, he's gonna be in it for you know five minutes when they steal Anthony Davis's powers for or whatever you know what I mean yeah. and and, and it, he's gonna get four million dollars for that yeah do you think his total time on set exceeds three days I don't think he's there for more than three he days. might be there just hanging out because it, it's cool to hang out on set yeah. but I don't think Anthony Davis is gonna get a ton of screen you time you think the Lakers are good this year yeah, I think they'll be good. I don't think they will be as good as people like to think they will be. So yeah. I, I think you need a lot more than... I, I, think, I think the Clippers are far and away better than the I Lakers. think the Rockets are going to be better oh, than yeah. the Lakers. And the Warriors have a I think the Warriors, when they get healthy, will be better. The Clippers are going to be better. I think Denver will be better. Oh, yeah. Portland, maybe. I mean, wouldn't if you told me LeBron was a five seed, I wouldn't be shocked. I really wouldn't. I agree. You know. I think he could be anywhere from... Now, I still wouldn't want to play him in the playoffs. That, yeah, you know what I mean? But Yeah, so. yeah I, I think 5C is probably... You, you put a nail on the head there. I think it's... I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up this... Uh, I'm going to call it live edition. I, I know, it's horrible. But live edition of the Brooks and Raymer podcast. Uh, we do all the others on an odd tape delay arrangement where I talk <laughs> then, for an hour and a half, and then Paul comes in and fills in the gaps. Yes. Like two days yeah. later. It's actually pretty impressive how it works. Yeah, so. it, it feels seamless, but in reality, there's a, like a, a week and a half gap there yeah. when we talk. So. so we'll have to play golf again probably 2020. You can you know get a chance to get your your pride back, but you know 
I may bring every podcast. They may bring up the golf win. That's every legitimate. Time. That's fair. Yeah. You you could you've earned that right. I think next time we we'll play on a neutral uh, course as well. Yeah. Well, we're talking about maybe getting together this winter. We might do another uh, in person one. Um, They're called live ball. Live. I'm, I don't know what to fucking say. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. We will talk to you. I'll see you later, Brian. And uh, I'll yeah. show you. Yeah. Shout out, peeps. Bye.